Hello and welcome back to the Buzz Sports Podcast. I'm your host Noah Smith. On this special episode, we'll be focusing on themes of discrimination and diversity in sports. You can look forward to a talk with the chairman of the Winton Cricket Club about diversity in local cricket. As a club, we've really adopted inclusivity. We have an exclusive interview with Remedy Oak Golf Club about elitism in the sport. Is our membership fee accessible? Yeah. Uh, where's, where's this interview going? And we preview tomorrow morning's Friday Sport Buzz. But first, we go to Ryan, who talked to AFC Bournemouth women's manager Steve Cuss about sexism in football. AFC Bournemouth women's manager Steve Cuss has said that more still need to be done to tackle discrimination in the women's game. Cuss has been Cherry's manager since 2019, but has been with the club since 2002 as the head of community, providing opportunity to play football to women and children across Bournemouth. He says that he's happy with the way that the women's game has progressed over the last decade. I think the growth in the women's game has been incredible, but it's not just the actual game it's about recreational level as well so that's where my community hat comes on and making sure that we've got sessions for young girls to be able to enjoy playing football throughout the week and of course equality forms many different areas as well our disability program that we have making it accessible for everybody to play football which is a big part of what we do in the community. AFC Bournemouth has been doing its part to tackle discrimination in sport partnering with Her Game 2 in 2022. The charity were formed in 2021 and helped raise awareness about the importance of inclusivity and diversity in sport as well as protecting women who face abuse at football matches. I think her game to a really good organisation highlighting some of the discrimination areas within the sport and you know in a sensible way trying to approach it and address it. So we're delighted to be partnered with them. We have ambassadors that uh, support our work within the community and with the girls and women's programme that we have here at AFC Bournemouth. So yeah it's a really good initiative and one that's uh, happening in a lot of clubs up and down the country. The Cherries also have their own way of protecting their players and offering support to people that face abuse. We've got uh, our EDI department We've got our safeguarding department that are all there to, to help and protect the players. Um, we're scrutinising social media for looking out for negative comments and uh, trying to address that area. But we're doing a lot of education work and I think that's where we're seeing the biggest success is educating you know, everybody about the opportunities that are available and accessibility for all. Bournemouth are also set to play their third game at the Vitality Stadium this season in March. Cuss said that it's great that the team can play there more often. It is it is important and I think the first time we played at the Vitality we had 900 people watch us a few years ago and you know the, the league game that we had at the start of the season we had 7,000 people nearly there so I think that shows the growth and the interest and um, this fan base that's growing all the time. Back to you now. Now we move on to Howie Slynn who talked to Winton Cricket Club about breaking the mould between Asian cricketers. Winton Cricket Club are trying to bridge the gap between a lack of Asian cricketers at the club by encouraging the white British players to mix with them. This comes after the Independent Commission for Equity in Cricket reported that more than 80% of a pool of 4,000 cricketers with Asian heritage claimed they had experienced discrimination. Last summer, the report concluded that English cricket suffers from widespread and deep-rooted racism, sexism, elitism and class-based discrimination at all levels of the game. Chairman Brian Dobson spoke with Buzz News on the importance of integrating everyone from all walks of life so they can ensure equal opportunities. As a club, we've really adopted inclusivity. Um, I've now got managers of sides that are running them. So first and seconds, white British. Third and fourths are... British Asians, British Indians, and the fifth team might be a share between a white British or British Indians. As far as I'm concerned, we're trying to do everything we could possibly do. What we have to be very careful of is that, um, and take this as it's meant, um, we often have um, 
I'm going to say it this way because it's easier to differentiate. White British try to mix with everybody, whereas the British Asians tend to stick together as a, a community, which I'm trying to break that mould. I'm trying to get it so that they all mix together. Um, but it's sort of natural, really. It's like expats living in Spain. They don't go and live with the Spanish. They all live together. That can happen. So we're trying to make sure that it doesn't and it actually becomes a proper integrated group rather than, you know, a case of white British one side of the field, Indian Asian on the other, Indian British on the other. For me, it's the reason we're doing well with integration because that's exactly what we try to do. And we need to make sure that all parties do that. And if we do... It's going to be really, really successful. I'm loving it at the moment. We've, we've got some really, really good positive people. Um, and um, yeah, we're sort of hoping that we will continue that way. We're switching over to the golfing world and whether the sport has an elitist problem. Ollie Weller gives us more. How accessible is golf? Is it just for rich people? And is that how it should be? I've always thought golf is an exclusive sport. I play, however, I've never had a membership at a club and I know firsthand how expensive golf is to play. Course fees, equipment and corrected tyre is needed just to get on the first tee. Back in 2018, 39% of non-club members said they would like to join a golf club if there was flexible membership options. As well, the process of joining a club has been described as complicated and snobbish. Remedy Oak is described as a high-end golf course in Dorset with an annual membership fee setting you back £5,000 just to join with a further £2,948 a month. For context, Queen's Park Golf Club is on the cheaper side of the spectrum with £830 membership for a year. Speaking to Remedy Oak General Manager David Cooper, he spoke about how he views golf's accessibility. Golf in general being like an elitist sport, do you think that stop ever stops people coming to play golf um no i think you can play golf to whatever level and whatever standard of course um um you want to really i think as a youngster and as a, as a young man i probably wasn't paying any more than about five or six pounds for a round of golf um you don't you, you, you don't have to spend a lot of money to play golf i mean you can speak and you can buy top-end golf clubs if you like and really go for it or you can buy second-hand clubs on ebay and you don't have to spend very much at all so i don't i don't particularly see i mean golf can be elite of course it can um but i think there's all sorts of different levels of golf that you can play at and um, whatever level you play at it's just as enjoyable so yeah I, I don't think i think it's accessible to most golf personally okay and would you say your membership fee is accessible is our membership fee accessible? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, obviously, obviously we're um, more at the high end. Um, obviously, we're a fantastic course. Um, um, and I think that's what I'll say. He also spoke about how Remedy Oak is a modern golf club. No, we don't have traditions at Remedy Oak. We're, we're a new golf club. We're built, we're built in 2006. We don't have captains. You can change your shoes in the car park. You can wear jeans in the clubhouse. Um, although we're, we're, you know, a prestigious club you'd say we were uh <laughs> the debate that you know i say we don't have traditions of course we do i mean you still need to wear the correct golf and attire on the course etc etc but uh we pride ourselves on not um being a stickler for the old rules and um, we quite think we're a quite a modern forward-thinking club and um we always will be so the question still looms over golf whether it's accessible and whether it needs to be 
Here with me in the studio is Bronwyn, and I believe you're here to talk about your show tomorrow. Yeah, no, I am, Noah. Thank you for having me. So I'm actually really excited for tomorrow. We've been working really, really hard. Um, so the beginning of the week, we had team members go to Portland to discover what gig boats are. Um, so really interested to find out more about that. This morning, we had team members go to Pool Pirates and interview Danny Ford, their promoter. We have members going to Bournemouth Swansea game tonight. On the weekend, I interviewed this really amazing woman from Bournemouth called Janine Davis. And she is a former British kickboxing champion, world powerlifting and Mai Tai champion and European weightlifting champion. So incredible, credible stuff. Um, I actually have a little clip for you to hear from my interview with her. Yeah, let's hear it. And I have to ask myself, why do I keep driving? I think it comes down to my childhood and there's a, a gaping hole that I'm trying to fill. Um, so when's your show coming out and what's it going to be called? It's called Friday Sports Buzz and it's coming out 11am tomorrow, so the 26th. Um, it'll be on Buzz TV, but if you miss it or you want to watch it again, it will be available on Catch Up on YouTube. Awesome, thank you. Well, thank you for joining me here and I hope the show goes really well. Thank you, thank you so much. Now we go to Charlie Rutter with the Sports Roundup. What can you tell us, Charlie? Thanks, Noah. Bournemouth hosts championship side Swansea City tonight in the fourth round of the FA Cup. And only Iriola will still be lacking depth in defence with Max Ahrens ruled out, but Milos Kerkes could be involved at some point. Dongo Utara will also still be unavailable due to his representation at the African Cup of Nations, but Antoine Semenyo has a chance of featuring from the bench, having recently returned. The Bournemouth manager stressed the unforgiving nature of cup competitions and the need for focus. It's a good opportunity for us, but we saw against QPR. Two mistakes in two minutes and you are almost out, and we were almost out, and this can happen. We have to earn the right to play in the next, the next round, next game. We have to take it like our last chance. In local football, Swanish Town lost 2-0 to Holt United last night in the Dorset Premier Football League. Liverpool booked their place in the Carabao Cup final with a one-all draw with Fulham last night. Manager Jurgen Klopp was excited at the prospect of playing Chelsea in the final with a trophy on the line. It's outstanding, it's fantastic, it's fantastic for our people. Again, Chelsea, wow, what a story that is. Um, never, ever, ever in life you should take for granted that you're part of a football club and a football team who can win trophies. That means you have to qualify for finals and we're obviously the lucky ones that we are part of it. In cricket, England's first test against India began today, where England ended 246 all out. Thank you for that, Charlie. And thank you for joining us here on the Buzz Sports Podcast. Make sure to catch us tomorrow for more top-class sports coverage for Bournemouth and beyond. Until then, bye for now.